0: We're going to read just a short portion from God's Word. It's at the beginning of a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the Thessalonians, the church in the Greek city of Thessalonica. Let's listen. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What I'd like to do is for us to... um, look ahead just a few hours in time later to today and imagine when we'll be enjoying a Thanksgiving meal. Um, You'll have the the usual problem of trying to to fit everything on your plate, but you just pile it on like you do every year. And and then afterwards, you got your choice of apple or pumpkin pie for dessert or maybe a, a, a half slice of each. That's, that's a good way to go. And in those satisfying moments after you eat, whoever is hosting the meal says, hey, let's all share one thing that we're especially thankful for this Thanksgiving. And then let's further imagine that I'm at the table as your pastor this year. And that I was asked to share also Well, right after the Lord himself, after my wife and daughters, I would say that I'm thankful this Thanksgiving for Faith Christian Reformed Church. At the beginning of this letter that uh, we read from, the authors express thanks for the church that uh, they're writing to. Paul was the primary writer of the letter, and then you saw it comes from Silas and Timothy too. All three of them were pastors. They were preachers. Paul was, some people, because of his missionary journeys, um, say he was a missionary pastor. Other people, because of the the depth of of his letters, like Romans, uh, we could also call him a theologian pastor. Um, Silas seems to have been an evangelistic pastor. Timothy was a pastor in a local congregation. Of the variety of churches that Paul wrote letters to in the New Testament, he seems to be especially thankful for the Philippians. If you read the beginning of Philippians, the whole letter, you see that. And he's especially thankful for this church. For the Thessalonians, we read it's because of their work produced by faith, their labor prompted by love, and their endurance inspired by hope. And if you know the Bible a little bit, those three words stand out, right? Faith, hope, and love. This was probably the second of Paul's letters that he wrote, and it's the first time that we see that triad of faith, hope, and love. We also know it probably best in 1 Corinthians 13, when it's the order faith, hope and love, love is sort of the climactic virtue, which makes sense, because there was a lot of infighting in the Corinthian church. and so he wanted them to love God, to love one another. Here, the climactic virtue is hope, which makes sense, because first and Second Thessalonians have about uh, the most material on Jesus' second coming in, in just a small space. Two short letters. And going, going back to the Thanksgiving dinner table, if I was pressed for details on my thankfulness for Faith Church, I could say the same thing as our text: that I'm thankful for faith's faith, love, and hope. I'm thankful, first of all, for your work produced by faith. I might even joke. At the table, you know, those people at Faith Church, they're real pieces of work. And then I'd pause as everyone stares at me in horror, but I'd go on. They're a beautiful work of God. That's the type of piece of work they are. Ephesians 2 says we are God's workmanship. How is our faith produced? Well, it's by the work of God. And this first reason for thanksgiving is especially about God and His work. God is at work in this church through the faith that He has put in our hearts. And and we can be thankful today for the evidence of God's work in our midst. God's work raising up committed elders and deacons year after year who respond to the church's call to serve. God's work in providing people who serve in our ministries, in uh, music, in serving those in need, in children, in student ministries, in small groups, and Bible studies, and on and on it goes. But the real Thanksgiving is for God's work of faith in the hearts of people here. Not that long ago, um, I heard a story about an asylum student. An Asylum, if you don't know, it's our middle school youth group. And yes, that group is a little insane, a little crazy, but it's also a safe place. It's a refuge in the midst of the challenges of life that 6th, 7th, and 8th graders go through. Well, the day after a recent Asylum youth group meeting, one of our Asylum students, inspired by that youth group uh, the night before, said to their parent that they, they wanted to make daily devotions, a regular part of their life. And it just touched that parent. But this is the type of stuff that God is doing in our church. He's at work. He's putting faith in hearts. He's planting faith in children, students, and adults who have been born into the covenant family. And beyond that, He's planting faith in the hearts and lives of people who did not grow up in the church as well. It's amazing. It's tremendous. And I'm so thankful for this. And that other letter that Paul expresses, especially thankfulness for the church, we read, God who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And what a comfort that is. This work that, that God is doing in our hearts that we see happening in those around us, God's work will continue because he's faithful. The work that we do can only result from the prior work of God's grace and faith in our hearts and lives. And that leads us to the second reason I'm thankful for faith, church. I'm thankful for your labor prompted by love. And what labor gets at, as opposed to work, is hard work, exertion, toil, sweat. It's the difference between someone who who just puts in their time until the workday is finished versus someone who's given it their best all the time. When we know the love of God His work in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, His work on the cross in Christ Jesus, that He would love us so much. We want to do our best. We want to give Him our all and give our work our all in the church. And at Faith CRC, I'm so thankful that we're not all just pew warmers. Pew warmers instead of bench warmers, get it? We have people who want to serve. We have people who are happy to serve. We have people who are excited to serve and who give not only like Spencer just said generously of their financial resources and cheerfully, but also are giving of their time and talents. So when there's a need, faith, church, members, jump to the front of the line to fill that need. And I'm thankful for people who are faithful and fervent in, in that labor, but also in prayer, which is also a labor and a work. People praying for those in our church family who are struggling, uh, who are praying for our nation, for this church as a whole, for all of you who have prayed for me and my family with my recent health challenges and even compared to that really weak place I was at a year ago. But that's what the love of God does to you. It makes your work in the church for the glory of God and his kingdom a labor of love. But it's not just random, frantic serving this labor that I see from so many and that I'm thankful for. Uh, There's a purpose and there's a focus to it. Paul's labor had focus and purpose. And and the purpose was the mission of God given to the church by Jesus. And we call that the Great Commission. Jesus said before he ascended, go and make disciples, uh, be baptizing those who come to the Lord, uh, be teaching people everything that I've commanded you. Besides that big purpose, that we all have, he also, Paul, had specific strategies to accomplish that mission of Christ as he traveled church to church. well, there weren't even churches originally, as he traveled city to city, planting churches. And there have been sermons and articles and books written on his strategies. First Thessalonians, this letter of Paul is the letter that most reveals his missionary strategy. And our labor needs to have that component too, strategy. Uh, Because otherwise, you can be working, we can be working really hard, but if it's the wrong focus or ineffective work, we're just going to be spinning our wheels. And and that's why when I think about our labor, I'm, I'm especially thankful today for This newly commissioned strategic team that the council recently told the congregation about. This team is asking, How can our labors here, following the mission of Jesus, built on our love for God and our love for others, be focused, be improved, be more successful? And I'd encourage you and and ask you to be praying for this team as they're looking at our focus. And also, if there's something on your heart regarding our our church, talk to one of the members of that team and and please share what's on your heart as to how we might improve. So back to the, um, the Thanksgiving dinner table a few hours from now. By this time, the people around the table are like, We should have known better than to ask the pastor for what he's thankful for. It's like we're getting a whole sermon. And after pausing to to take a few bites of my apple pie because the ice cream is melting by now and and taking a couple sips of coffee, I say, well, there's one more thing uh, that I'm thankful for in terms of faith church that I I just got to share. I'm also, lastly, thankful for the endurance inspired by hope that I see in this church. It came up a couple of times in the prayer requests, um, the Thanksgiving out of trial and hard times. We have experienced suffering and trials uh, together as a church, big time. Unbelievable. And yet we endure. We move forward step by step, and it's because we have hope. Do you know that every chapter in 1 Thessalonians ends with a reference to Jesus' second coming? All five chapters, reference to the second coming. Because of the hope, that Jesus brought at his first coming into the world that we're going to be celebrating soon as we enter the Christmas season. And because that hope that he brought was secured with the price of his blood at the cross, and because three days later he burst out of the grave to conquer sin and death, we have a certain future. When we put our trust in Jesus today, Jesus will come again one day to this earth on the clouds. No more suffering as heaven comes to earth. No more suffering. No more dying. No more tears. No more loneliness or grief or worry or troubles or pain. No more lousy cancer. No more surgeries. No more bodies breaking down. And we will see our loved ones again one day. We endure. We can keep on keeping on because an eternal rest and reward awaits us in heaven someday. And I'm thankful for brothers and sisters here who are clinging to this hope despite hardship through the power of the promises of God. And because of the deposit of the Holy Spirit that the Lord puts in our hearts in all who believe. And and I'm thankful for how we support and help one another endure in this church. As I would conclude my thoughts of thankfulness at your dinner table, I would add as I looked around the table, if there's a I would say, hey, if you're not part of a church, join us at Faith Church. Or if you're a member on the roles of Faith Church, but you're feeling kind of on the fringes, you're feeling not really involved, I would say, step up. Step into the center of church life. Join us in what God is doing here. Sure, there is challenge in laboring for the Lord, but you know what? You're also going to experience great joy and amazing satisfaction in giving your best for the kingdom of God. I'd I'd go on a little bit. Faith CRC is a wonderful church in so many ways that you would benefit by belonging to, but also... We haven't arrived. We're still a work in progress. We need you too. Your laboring, your ideas, your gifting. We need everyone to be engaged, to be all that God wants Faith Church to be and to accomplish all that Faith Church wants us to accomplish. Faith, love, and hope God's work among us, our purposeful service and labor, the sure promise of one day enjoying that great dinner of all dinners in glory where the host will be the Lamb of God Himself. I'm so thankful for all that at this church this Thanksgiving. And If you feel like you're missing out, i got to tell you, you can experience all this too. This invitation, our invitation, is as wide as God's grace and love, and that's very wide indeed. Let's pray. Oh God, we're thanking you uh, and counting our many blessings today. As we think of all, all those blessings, uh, turn our hearts to uh, the fount of every blessing. You are God. Thank you, uh, O oh God, for the, the work that you have done and are doing in hearts. Lord, keep doing a supernatural work in our hearts, whether we're longtime believers, new believers, uh, young, in-between, older members. Oh, oh, God, th- this work of faith, we-, we can't manufacture it. We can't make it happen. We need you to do a supernatural work in us. So do that, Lord. Work your grace deep within our hearts and souls. Lord, I pray, too, that you would uh, continue to bless us as we labor together for your glory. May it be a labor of love. And as we do that, Lord, Help us uh, to know the great, sure hope that is ours, that is for all who are belonging to their faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. We look forward to that great day. In the meantime, Lord, may uh, the times that that we gather together in worship, even as we as Christians gather together for meals like today, may they be uh, for. Foretastes, even if they're tiny foretastes, of, of the great rejoicing and thanksgiving uh, that we will have with all those who have gone before belonging to Jesus in glory. Lord, renew our faith, renew our passion for you, for your kingdom. Thank you so much that we could gather here as a church family and uh, welcome many guests too on this Thanksgiving morning. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen.